Okay, okay, okay. It's Saturday. It's an okay Saturday. It's been raining a little bit, but you know, the last post I had, there was a lot of effort. I'm not gonna lie, there was a lot of effort put into, you know, how's the story coming across, how's the flow of the story, you know, you know, this is the excitement, here's the build, here's the delivery. And then these last few days I've been looking at some other people's podcast you know just looking through some of the other i mean there are some heavy hitters i am i (laughs) i have a podcast in a world of people like tom segura joe rogan these guys are so talented and if i think that through the experiences that i've had just by 26 years old that i have any place in that arena I'd be crazy. So by listening to them, I sort of have this realization that, okay, if I boil it down a little bit and say, well, I'm not looking to compete in the space of that level of entertainment. This is more of a, what makes me speaking on a podcast different than somebody who's funnier than me, who's more entertaining than me. You know, what, what can I bring in that world? And so I just want to always bring it back to just the things that I've experienced. Because if I can't relate how I'm living my life right now to the things that I've experienced, then how am I ever going to learn from the things that I experienced? So kind of that that little circle of, uh, of uh, you know, what where I'm headed, you know, with talking about this, uh, today's topic. And, and, you know, I think it's going to build and it's going to be exciting to look back on. I had a, it was really interesting not to, not to call anybody out, but I did have somebody, um, they had wanted to be on, they'd wanted me to, to speak with them. And then they listened to some other ones and then they're like, Oh, I, I, I'm kind of getting a different feel for what this whole thing is that he's doing. Uh, so I don't know. I don't really want to, and so for some reason, it kind of, I received it in a way where I thought, I don't even know <laughs> what I'm doing with it. Uh, and, and so just for what that's worth, just as, as amoeba, uh, uh, as amoeba of this thing can, can remain, that would be great. I mean, I, I just want that to kind of be the, the mindset going in anytime you press play on my orangutan picture, which Really quick, just to explain the orangutan picture. So I did a project in third grade on, uh, it was an endangered uh, species. And what fascinated me about orangutans, and I love primates, I, I love uh, monkeys. I just think it's 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 fascinating that in a world of, of so much uncertainty, we, we have this animal species that looks so close to humans that it's just, there's just a connection there. And so when it comes to the orangutan, it was in third grade. And it was kind of sad, actually, that what I found out about orangutans at the time, they were endangered. I haven't done research on them. I just kind of saw them and I was like, okay, that's, you know, we all want to like build these things that make us us. So that's my thing, my little orangutan thing. Uh, but apparently in Indonesia, if it's treated the same way as I think cats are treated in Texas. If, if you see them walking in the street, you can, you can shoot them. And I thought that that was just 
the one of the most sad things that I at, by third grade that I and I just kind of like clung on to that. Uh, but the other reason is when I started to research them, uh, what separates them from the other primates is, is how they live their life. So they actually are of the smarter primate so kind of a self self-absorbed thought there for for me <laughs> being like of all the monkeys I'm, I'm i'm the smartest uh but they use tools and so they're just very they're kind of in, an ingenious species and then they just kind of hang out all day because they know exactly where to go and and uh just you know they've got all their resources so they just kind of chill so they they're smart enough to, to get the job done and then you know just enjoy so that's that's just a quick explanation of why there's this beefy orangutan sitting there um but as far as today so i wanted to just talk kind of diving in a little bit to my recruiting and, and college football experience because it's something that not everybody has the privilege to go through and you know i kind of touched on it with me talking about i didn't try to get tall i'm just tall and what that has brought you know in my life so the biggest challenge I'm going to have with going into all this is there's so many different perspectives that I've even had going through just in in my own and, and everybody's going to have their own about you know if anyone's listening and they went through the the process or you know they they know things about it uh, so this is just going to be kind of the first attempt to kind of explain that time in my life and there are so many people that I met throughout that time that I know I'm not going to do justice in this one in this post but I think that as you know, I can start to sort of chip away at all the things that I experienced throughout that entire span of what would have been five years, I can start to, you know, kind of uncover and, and kind of open up everything that I went through. Uh, so for me, when I hear recruiting, I, I just think uh, junior, senior year. And it was pretty crazy to be on a team. Uh, we had a really good quarterback. And I'm trying to be a little bit better with not divulging <laughs> names uh, because when I listen back and I, I start to see these things develop, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should steer clear of that. So uh, I went to Marion Central Catholic High, High School in Woodstock. We had a very good quarterback. We had a very good uh, core group. Uh, you know, I mentioned uh, my best friend from, from high school. He ended up playing in college too. We had at the time, so it was my junior year, we had couple of receivers go on to play in college. Um, we had a running back go on to play after I'd left my senior year. So our, our two year team was, was really talented. We had a lot of good skill and we always made it to the playoffs and we always got on those, those good, uh, the stages that would get noticed by college coaches. So for me, I went to Marion because there were players that had gone before me, like uh, in, in these names, I'm, you know, they're famous enough. So uh, Brian Balaga, Sean Swinar. And so I knew, and, and then uh, besides like old Lyman, there was uh, Bud Meyer. Uh, so um, he, he ended up being a quarterback at Wisconsin. So all of these big names had gone through. And so I knew that it was something that could happen but I had no idea what it was going to be like when it started happening. And so junior year, I remember talking to my coach. And that was the other thing is Marion, you know, the coaches aren't there anymore. I think they're, for the majority of them, they're at Crystal Lake Central now. But a good coach is going to help you get recruited. And that's the other thing that 
I don't know if that was being done when you, uh, you know, at some public schools, I, I have no idea if those coaches, I don't know their process with helping their, their athletes get recruited, but Marion for sure put a lot of effort. The coaches put a lot of effort into getting the players recruited. So uh, my coach, uh, he started to, you know, send some, just some feelers out and, and would start getting some information out. And then you start getting coaches that would visit. And that was that was the most exciting part for me is because I could be sitting in like English in my junior year, like junior spring, and then just get over the intercom like, hi, uh, is, is Curtis Sternum in your classroom? Okay, there's someone to see him in, in the office. And at first, it like I remember the first few times I I didn't really know what to make of it. And then as it started, <laughs> as coaches kept coming, it was just like, going to school and being like, okay, I wonder what's going to happen today. And I remember, uh, there were these protocols with Marion where you could only wear like certain footwear. It had to be, cause it was a uniform. So you had to like, I know Birkenstocks were like those like potato shoes. Those were, everyone had those like freshman sophomore year. And then, you know, later you got in like boat shoes were, were all the rave. But I remember I, uh, like work boots you could actually wear, which they kind of snuck in there. But I remember I got I, I wore work boots and I, they were just like from Walmart, but I uh, so I'm kind of going off here, but uh, just to be like as tall as I could be, I remember like on the way to the the office to meet the coach, I would like you know it was, it was in the springtime, so we were able to wear a polo, so like I would like hike my polo up a little bit uh, just to to show the guns off and uh, but recruiting there it was such an interesting feeling to to have like universities like a coach from a university come and say, whatever you've been doing, which probably has just been something that has been kind of an outlet for you. And you've been able to hang out with your friends. And it's something that you just do throughout high school. We've noticed you and we want to offer you a significant amount. Well, essentially a significant amount of money to come and play at our school. And that feeling never came from anywhere else in life up until then just the feeling of being recruited like what i am who i am has brought this person to want to offer something as crazy as a full ride scholarship and so it was just it was a it was like a year and a half of that and I mean, to be 17, 18 years old and to already be like at that kind of, you know, you've gone through puberty and you're, you're getting to a point where, you know, everything is your, your ego is starting to <laughs> kind of grow and grow. And then to have that added to it. I mean, it really is like it's like I said, it was just I had experienced nothing else, uh, nothing like that leading up to that. So the uh, first visit I went on was Western Michigan University. And so they invited, I remember I got something in the mail, they invited me to go to a junior day, which junior days, uh, for, for anybody who's not familiar with recruiting, is during spring ball. So colleges will have the fall season and spring ball where you just, spring ball, where you just go up against your teammates. And, you know, once once you get into it, you just get so <laughs> irritated three months of just you're going up against your own team. And, and by the time spring ball's over, you're ready to just go. And, and that might be like how they set it up. But uh, so they do a junior day where 
some some do it on like a just a like a scrimmage day um because throughout spring ball you'll have like um intermediate scrimmages where they'll bring refs in and they, they want to make sure that okay you've been putting all this technical work in but we want to make sure that you're actually applying it you're not going to be holding you're you can still uh, you know uh, carry out all all the plays everything with with refs so we'll have like intermediate scrimmages but then there's the spring game and that's where they they sort of advertise it to you know locals and it's kind of that like you know get a preview at at what your your fall so just you know for sake of the college i ended up going to uh, wyoming get a get a preview of the fall cowboys you know what you're going to expect uh come come season so for western michigan it was just uh intermediate scrimmage day uh and my dad and i we take the trip to kalamazoo and we're getting the tour of the facility and coach is talking to us and and then we sit at a table and all of these coaches had been kind of delegated to talk to the other athletes that they had invited. And so I think we were, we were just in like a student center and we're sitting at this round table and it was just so like nonchalant. We just were like catching up like, okay, you know, how do you like the facility? That's, that's great. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, this is, you know, one of the newer buildings and yeah, no, it's, it's really great. And then the coach, the O-line coach at the time, he goes, well, you know, thank you very much for visiting. I want to let you know right now that the West, uh, Western Michigan University, we would like to offer you a full ride scholarship. And I'm sitting there with my dad and I didn't even, I didn't know how to react. It was just why, I mean, we kind of went into it knowing that this was why you take these trips. But once we got there and we saw the number of athletes that were there, it was just how likely is it that they're going to set it, you know, is this when they would say it? And so that was the first time that somebody had that conversation with me, the first offer. And my dad and I, we were driving back and we were kind of speechless. We just couldn't believe that we just had that conversation. And so that started everything. I mean, that was like, this is, this is, this is real. This isn't just a couple coaches coming in and doing their rounds and, and seeing the athletes that they've kind of heard about. This is this is a this is a coach that offered to pay for my entire college experience, my entire college career. And then once you get on the map, once you get the scholarship, now it's kind of a feeding frenzy and more schools start to notice you because the recruiting that Western Michigan did might have helped the recruiting that another school would have been there like who's this who's this guy? Apparently Western Michigan thinks he's good enough to, to offer a scholarship to. So I ended up with, so kind of to condense a little bit. So I ended up with seven offers, a lot of Midwest schools. I visited Ball State where they, it was similar to Western Michigan where they offered me uh, at the university. Bowling Green offered me at uh, Marion's. I was in Marion's gym. Uh, Eastern Illinois offered me at Marion. Uh, South Dakota State offered me, or no, um, University of South Dakota, and um, what were the other two? Uh, oh, I was always up in the air about, um, like I, I did really well at an NIU camp, so they didn't offer me, but I did really well at an NIU camp, and then they, they brought me up, and I, I was speaking with the O-line coach. 
And he had asked me just the direct question of like, could you see yourself playing here? And like I said, 17, 18, just if I could have shut my ego up and just have been more of kind of a class act and more humble, I don't, who knows like what situations could have happened that didn't happen. But I remember looking out the window and the way his office was, it was, it was looking out at the field and I had this like just smirk on my face because in the back of my mind, I thought DeKalb is 45 minutes away from home. And back to the, what I had said in my, the last post is for some reason, the idea of like a cliche just gets to me. And I don't think it is anymore because I'm starting as, as I'm talking through all this, I'm just like, but who cares? Like I'm living a, a really good life. Like, why do I have to get so salty about some of these things? But when he had asked me that, I just thought, do I really want to be the guy that only went 45 minutes away to go to college? And so I answered with that kind of shit attitude. And so I never got an offer from NIU. And I think it's because I interviewed terribly at the time. (laughs) And the other one was Ohio University. Uh, They're in the the MAC too. And that one was interesting because they came to visit. And so this is just a a little, uh, little gem here for the story. So when I was going through, so I had a shoulder surgery in uh, my junior year. I tore my left labrum. And so my dad actually reached out to a trainer who went to Woodstock and, and Woodstock had won uh, the state championship when, when my trainer was in high school. So that were, that was how he got known in the area. Uh, and then he also played and, and he had experience, you know, overseas. And, and so my dad was like, we got to get you a trainer because we got to make up the ground that you've had to take the six months of rehab. So through that connection, we started training and then he brought up a good point of just upping the recruiting because he actually worked with Sean Swinar. So that was kind of a connection there too. And then my dad reached out to this woman who primarily worked with NFL athletes and, and just kind of a, a piece of their PR. Like she would work with um, uh, like, what would, what would it be? Like uh, groups that uh, an athlete could go and attend, like attend things and kind of just build their brand. And so when we reached out to her, she, it was through a connection that, oh, this is, this is wild. So my dad decided that my senior year, he was going to pay a production company to kind of record our senior season because everything that was leading up. So the three years of the team that, that had built to that senior varsity season, we were so confident that we were going to have a really good run at state. So he, he paid a production company. <laughs> I've still got the the movie here. Uh, so it's like a 40, it's almost like a 30 for 30, but he paid to have this crew follow around our team. And through the connection that was with the production company knew this woman who worked with NFL athletes. So we got connected with her and then she was like, you're, you're the, you're the first a high school athlete that I'm working with uh, to to help them get you know some more scholarships. So that took my recruiting experience and just kind of twisted it in a way, good or bad. How I mean, it was added support 
So only good. And she thought it was a good idea to do a weightlifting, like training agility promo video for me, which is on YouTube. So I've got all these pieces coming together. But Ohio University, what was interesting about that is at the time of this video, they thought it was a good idea because my trainer used to do uh, bodybuilding competitions. So he had a spray tan gun. And they thought it was a good idea if I shaved <laughs> shaved all the air on my body and got a spray tan because it would show better definition. And I'll never forget that. <laughs> I spent like 30 minutes in the bathroom just like, <laughs> I was like, I have so much surface area. And then I get a spray tan and do the video and it, it went fine. But I got greedy and prom was coming up uh, a couple weeks after maybe a month or two after that video and my spray tan was fading and I was like, hey, you want to hit me up again? So right before prom, Ohio University comes and visits and I had gotten the spray tan like a week or two before, but it went bad and my hands were like that uh, orange brown look. And I'll never forget <laughs> the coach from Ohio University comes. We're in the front like atrium of Marion. And he goes to shake my hand and I go to shake his hand and we both just look at my hand like orange and just brown and <laughs> like it was awkward. It was <laughs> just like, okay, so, okay, so that's the kind of dude you are. So, you know, and then uh, I got like a Facebook message from one of the coaches or maybe it wasn't through Facebook. Might have been. I don't know. I don't want to like say I got a message through some platform that they can't message through and then have it be like, who was that coach? But I just wasn't sure if they had offered me. Um, so get I get these offers and then for okay, so Wyoming. So I get home from Ball State. So I, I sequentially, I, I couldn't tell you what visits I, you know, besides Western Michigan University being the first one and then and then going from there, I couldn't tell you who offered me at what point. Uh, I just know that Western Michigan was first. I think Ball State was second or third. And then I get home from the visit from Ball State. And then like days later, maybe a week later, I get a phone call from a Wyoming area code. And it was the coach who recruited me for Wyoming. And this is what I mean when you get put on the map with a scholarship, it kind of becomes like a free for all and, and people start like a school if they hadn't even really been looking at you because they know that another school had offered you, you're now on the radar. So on the phone call with the Wyoming coach, the first thing he says after introducing himself is, did you get an offer from Ball State? And I said, yes. And then he says Wyoming would also like to extend an offer. So that kind of opened up the door to me of, you know, you you kind of have to see it as, yes, as a player, you're pursuing what's going to be best for you, but you're also in this arena of there's all these moving pieces to, um, I guess, on the coach's side, which I guess you don't really have to think about because if you can kind of just stay rooted in like, where do you want to go, then it doesn't matter what they're doing to, to reach out and, and to offer. But now I have to go through like the process of elimination to say, okay, well, where do I want to play? And at the time, I didn't really know the degree that I wanted to pursue. I didn't really know. Uh, I, 
you're, you're also playing the game of like, you don't want to be the, the guy that commit too early. And then now a school that might've offered you because you're now listed as a verbal commit that they're not going to reach out. So you, you kind of play that, but then you have to play that within the timeline of if you wait too long, now all those offers are going to go and you're not going to be able to commit to where you want to commit because another player took that spot. Like for instance, I've had some friends go through the GA process. And even when I was at Wyoming, I talked to some GAs and it seems to me like there's this kind of ratio of, you know, an example being if we've got three spots to fill, so three alignment scholarships to give out, we're going to offer like 20 or 30 kids. And that might even be on the low end, but it's just, as soon as those kids commit, those offers are gone. I mean, there's nothing that's, that's the the game of it. And then the verbal commit, I mean, it all becomes real on, on the national uh, signing day. So your letter of intent. So I, I've got seven offers at this, well, five, five to seven. <laughs> and I am thinking, okay, where, where do I go? So I talked to Craig about this. Uh, well, I didn't talk to him until after something had happened with Western Michigan. So I decide that I'm going to be loyal to the fact that not only was Western Michigan calling me the most, but they offered me the, the first, like they were the first offer. And so I felt loyalty to that. And so I committed to, I, I, I remember my dad and I, we went for the spring game now and uh, it, it had to have been the next year because I wouldn't have, well, no, no, it was in the summer. No, we visited in the summer. Uh, and, we get the tour, and I remember I go up to the O-line uh, coach's office, and I say, Coach, I just want to let you know that I'd like to commit. They get the head coach on the phone, and, and my dad's got pictures of, you know, just yip, yip. It was a good, good time. And uh, so I commit to Washington, Michigan uh, University the summer of 2012. So what was really interesting about Western Michigan University commits is I met this gentleman who was from Wisconsin. He's like six, seven, six, eight. We both commit to Western Michigan, uh, Western Michigan. And we ended up going to, uh, we met at one of the Western Michigan, uh, fall season games. And, just kind of hit it off. You know, we we're good, you know, same sense of humor. We were just kind of going back and forth. We were both like, I'm so pumped, so pumped. This place is this place is awesome. This is gonna be such a good experience. And then a couple months go by, and I'm coming home from a workout at like nine o'clock at night on Tuesday. I just remember it. And I get this message from the Wyoming coach, and he says, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that we're still going to honor your scholarship. And I thought that was such an interesting message to get because I've already verbally committed to Western Michigan. I don't know if I had to have that conversation of like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry, but, but I committed. And then I replied with, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, coach. I must be confused. Um, I, I'm sorry if I didn't tell you this, but I committed to, to Western. And he goes, oh, did you not hear? 
And he says the Western Michigan staff has been let go. And so I Google it. And of course, the head coach that I had been on the phone with (laughs) months before, their staff got let go. So 18 years old, the reason, one of the reasons I committed to Western Michigan was, and this was back to, you know, I had no idea what degree I wanted. I, I didn't take the time to think about where I wanted to go to school. So I kind of clung on to a very weak reason of loyalty, right? But because that was the reason, now that the staff is gone, I have nobody to be loyal to. <laughs> so I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm thinking, okay, um, so I go to Western Michigan University now and a staff that I have no idea who they are. Uh, I guess I play for them. And even I had heard at that time that when coaches change in in college, it's it's tough to play for a new coach because such a huge piece of college sports is the recruiting process. It's not even what happens during the season to some degree because the more hype you get from the athletes that are coming to the school, it just keeps building and the momentum keeps building. And so scholarships are gold to a staff that comes into a new uh, university because they want to start their recruiting process. They want to implement everything that they have as far as how they believe they're going to win games. And in order to do that, they have to find the players that are going to be the best pieces to, to solve that problem. So if you have a new coaching staff comes in that comes in, None of the players that are coming in that next year did they recruit. I mean, these kids committed, and in some cases, and you'd hope it was a perfect world where everybody loved everybody and all things were great, but in some cases there are players that, whether they don't show that adaptability, which I guess in a in a fair, you know, natural selection kind of a way, maybe they, they don't belong there in the first place, but you get that kind of gnawing on your back of – you know, these coaches would much rather prefer to free up a scholarship for a player that better fits their scheme than whatever I am. And so that thought kind of loomed. And so here I am and I'm thinking, okay, well, Wyoming is interesting. So I was like, I got to think about this. So the coach that made the most contact with me wasn't even the position coach at, at Western Michigan University. It was a different position coach, but he covered the territory that, you know, he covered my t- that I lived in. So he and I spoke a lot. Uh, well, the allowed times, like I said, I don't want to. This isn't me like outing any. They follow recruiting <laughs> rules, which is a whole other thing. If that's something that I get into later, the recruiting rules for college recruiting is just it's wild. You have to like. You might as well hold like a, a cheat sheet for timelines and, and time allowed during each communication. But he reached out to me and he's like, hey, Kurt, I'm still on staff. Like I'm still they they kept me. But still the online coach that, were, you know, I was going to play under. He's gone. And I'm like, OK, I got to think about this. So what really took Wyoming from a school that was just, you know, did Ball State offer you? Okay, great. We're going to offer you too. Uh, where is Wyoming? Is it above Montana? Is it next to Nebraska? Where Where is this state? To being such a, uh, an, like an excitement for me 
was kind of that piece of loyalty again because the coach that recruited me, the O-line coach at Wyoming at the time, at the time, foreshadowing, he starts looking into my transcripts and he noticed that because I had failed freshman Spanish in uh, at Marion, that I was going to be half a credit short from qualifying within the NCAA clearinghouse my senior year. So something that the Western Michigan University uh, staff they didn't they didn't catch that. So now I'm thinking, holy shit! If he didn't catch that, I'd be getting to graduation. And I'd be all ready to, to go on campus and I wouldn't have enough uh, through the four year. I'd be half a credit short from being able to play college football, be, be, you know, under scholarship. So he ends up talking to the administration at, at Marion and I end up switching, which I don't think mo- many people did this, but I switched uh, my elect and elective uh, halfway through the, the school year. So I end up taking like geography or, or something. It was like. I don't know, but he caught that. So now I'm thinking, wow, wow, that's, that's one, a good coach. And that's two going from this idea that I'm like this, you know, straggler leave behind of a recruit that this coach, whether it was just in his nature and his protocol to, you know, his personal protocol, I guess, to, to just always look into that, no matter who the athlete or what the skill level and now I have the opportunity, the true opportunity to go and play. So bring back the guy that I met at the Western Michigan game that we both committed. He also got offered by Wyoming. Okay. So this guy that I meet at Western Michigan and we're like, teammate, teammate, this could be so exciting. We both had offers to Wyoming. So after the Wyoming coach starts to talk to me, you know, more seriously. And he's like, okay, uh, you know, let's, let's figure out, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to get kind of an answer soon. Cause these spots are going to close up soon. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I reach out to this guy that committed to Western Michigan and I'm kind of going through all this with him. I'm telling him, Hey man, I think, you know, I know it's far, but I think it would be, I mean, coach, he's, it's just incredible what, what he was able to catch for me. And he's like, yeah, I know. I think he's one of the, the best coaches that I've met with. So we decide Thanksgiving weekend of 2012 with my dad's excitement as well that we're going to uh, road trip to Wyoming and we're going to commit. And so... This guy, he comes down from Wisconsin. We, we, we all leave from Illinois. In 14 hours, we're driving to Wyoming to commit. After both having, I mean, we technically did still have scholarships to Western Michigan, but having those coaches leave. So, I mean, we're like, we're chasing the dream. We're literally chasing the dream across I-80. So we go, we do the, the visit. And then because of the timing of everything, and them knowing that we were going to commit, we actually had our official visit. So official visits for college athletes is, or for high school uh, athletes as you go to the campus. You sort of spend the night with uh, players that are currently on the team. You'll do like dinners with the coaches and you'll have like, you know, it's basically like their pitch on, on, 
why, excuse me, on why you should choose that university. And it's fun. And so we have our official visit that, that weekend. And then we both commit. And so we, you know, we come back home. I'm going in December of Wyoming Cowboy. And then, you know, the rest was sort of history, you know, until the stories come out about it. But National Signing Day happened and, you know, come beginning of May, no, beginning of June, I'm now in Laramie, Wyoming, in the uh, dorm where they put all of the incoming freshman football players. There are 25 of us, I believe, on full rides. And to kick off college football. So that's uh, kind of the the build to, you know, a mix of the recruiting process and then how it was just this kind of unorthodox route to get to the school that I ended up choosing. I still don't really know what degree I'm going to, you know, pursue. I still don't quite... You know, and just to be a little human here, uh, I'll never forget. On so, uh, the guy and I, we 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 you know we uh, do the road trip to Wyoming. We got everything packed up, clothes and everything. And I'll never forget the day that I moved into my room. So they put us in a dorm room where we each had a you know we were by ourselves. So we had a queen bed. We had our own closet. I'm hanging up my clothes, and as soon as the hangers touch the the pole in the closet, I just start crying because it just hit me that for the first time in my life, I'm away from home, and I'm staying here. And it was just such a shot. Uh, but excitement. I mean, it's not like that continued to build and I didn't enjoy That's that first summer. I had an amazing time. But I just remember, I'll never forget that. It was like, and I, I don't know, I mean, that might be like the dramatic, you know, you know, the, the little bit of dramatic splash I, I put on all these moments I go through, but I'll just never forget that hanger touched the, the closet pole and the tears just started going. So that was the recruiting to the the football experience. I know I'm at like 39 minutes right now, so, you know, maybe I'll, I'll keep going, but, uh, the whole, the college football experience is, is, you know, that's a whole different animal. I mean, that's, I don't even know if I want to get into that really. So I guess I'll take, I'll kind of start capping this off a little bit and I'll just uh, go into more current events going on with me. But just to remind myself, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to become like the next, you know, most entertaining podcast in the world. I'm not trying to like sit here and be like, you know what? I got I got to master my craft of humor. That's not I just god, there are some funny people out there. It's crazy. How, how do they do it? I don't know. Um but drink drink water. You know, I'm staring at I got this gallon on my on my desk here. Just make sure to drink your water. Uh 
fall in love with yourself, right? You got <laughs> you got to do that if you, if you don't love yourself. And I've always heard that growing up, and I always thought it was like that's so lame. I'm like fall in love with yourself. Come on, what are, what are you talking about? Uh, but you know, it's it's uh, something that I'm <laughs> I'm trying to do. Not feel it helps loneliness. I'll tell you that I don't feel as lonely. Um, and I was reading the so I started reading the Sapiens book again, and it was going into religion. And I'm not this is not a, a platform for me to try to solve the mysteries of religion. But what did stand out is they mentioned uh, how something like Buddhism. Uh, is a religion that has lasted as long as it is it has because of sort of its its basis of it just recognizes that there is there is suffering in the world and uh, if you can sort of find the root of suffering I know what a hard left turn here but I wrote on this so I've been looking at this the whole time so just kind of bring you here with me uh, I wrote you know, if you do not crave, then you will not suffer. And so that just, I read that in the Sapiens book of, you know, that kind of came out from Buddhism, but it just really resonated with me because I thought, you know, what causes a lot of, and suffering is a dramatic word, but any feeling of like, not enough, or I need more, or why do I feel like anxious because I'm not doing a certain thing? I think you should always pursue something and pursue things in life. But if you know that it's more wholesome and it's, it's not just because it's this like quick release craving, uh, it just takes a lot of pressure off of that, that desire, I guess. And so I'm still working. I'm still trying to like figure it all out. Like I said, probably two hours ago, I read it. So, you know, I'm still like, it's very fresh, but there's no reason to hold back on, you know, any live thoughts, it's not, I'm not here to, to, um, I don't know, I'm just trying to be as like, here I am, you know, <laughs> this is what, this is what you've got for me. Um, but if you have been listening this whole time, <laughs> thank you again so much. It's, it's so great. Uh, if, if that's the case and, uh, I'm excited in some of the future ones to go through sort of college football because there's, there's a very interesting twist that happened after uh, I played my first season with Wyoming. Uh, and, and just kind of a, uh, a preview to it, the thing that I tried to dodge with Western Michigan University found me again at Wyoming. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you.